Bowanji from Stony Hill. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from the 22nd of September 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. Many people think the president is missing the mark on a lot of issues. On Tuesday the 20th, a confidential memo addressed to the president was leaked on social media. The memo said that the office of Vice President Chilima was asking President Chakwera to approve government to provide about 312 million kawacha, which is about $300,000, so that the vice president wife, Mary Chilima, can travel to South Africa for a medical procedure. The memo said the funds could cover costs such as accommodation, travel allowances, and security. Both memo and the president's approval were dated Monday the 19th, showing that the president approved the request the same day it was sent to him. After the news went viral, the director of communications in the office of the vice president, Pilarini Fury, confirmed to local media that Mary Chilima needs medical attention, but said they will not be giving out any details. Some people question the security at the government's office because the memo was not supposed to be made public. Many others understood the vice president's wife is entitled to public-funded medical assistance, but were shocked by the amount that was needed, especially considering that the country is in a lot of debt. Speaking of debt, on Wednesday the 21st, the Minister of Finance, Sustin Goenjie, disclosed that Malawi's debt has increased and reached 6.38 trillion kwacha, about $6 billion. Last year, the debt was 5.6 trillion kwacha, which is around $5 billion. He said this debt is the monster behind the country's lack of progress. While many people were concerned by the news, they seemed to focus on one statement that Gwenjwe made during his address. He said, quote, every Malawian young and old has a debt of not less than 600,000 kwacha each, end quote, which is about $600. Many people shared means of this on social media. Some said they did not remember how they spent the money they owe, while others said their newborn babies have already started accumulating debt at such tender ages. Meanwhile, the Malawi Revenue Authority, or MRA, announced that it surpassed its August revenue collection targets. On Thursday the 22nd, the authority said their target was 121 billion kwacha, around $118 million dollars but they managed to collect 131 billion kwacha, which is about $130 million. They said they owe their success to the block management system, which they launched in December last year. They said the new system helps them map and identify taxpayers across the country. A lot of locals question where these funds go. They said the country's infrastructure should be better if the MRA is collecting such taxes from them. Many people are also unimpressed with the president's directive to introduce Portuguese and Swahili languages in the country's school's curriculum. President Chakwera gave the Ministry of Education the directive in April, shortly after he had come back from visiting Mozambique. He said the promotion of these languages would help Malawians communicate with others within the South African region. On Monday the 19th, the ministry announced that they had started the process and that they are currently consulting various stakeholders to help them. Many people think that the country's education needs to be improved, but that the introduction of new languages on the syllabus shouldn't be a priority. In unrelated news, weddings get canceled all the time, but one couple trended on social media because they made a press release detailing the events leading to the cancellation of their wedding. 
Local citizens Denise Mazumara and Tawonge Chuluka were set to get married on Saturday, the 24th, in Mazuzu City. But Dennis called off the wedding on Tuesday, the 21st. According to the press leaf, Tawonge confessed to her fiancé, the pastor, and their family members that she had been cheating with a married colleague since 2018. He further said that Tawonge's family called her a disgrace and withdrew their involvement in the wedding. While local media did not verify the authenticity of the press release, they said Tongay's family shot back saying that Tongay had broken up with Dennis because he was abusive. Many people had a field day with the news and questioned whether or not press releases were necessary for wedding cancellations. Local rapper Fred Joe Kiss also trended after he was arrested for allegedly committing financial crimes on Saturday the 17th. Reports said he was arrested on Friday the 26th and that he spent a night in a cell at Balantri Police Station where he had been called in for questioning that afternoon. A few hours later, local media reported that Virgil Kiss had been moved to Area 3 Police Station in Longwe because the crimes had allegedly been committed in that city. On Sunday the 18th, the police in Longwe charged Virgil Kiss with, quote, fraud under false pretense, end quote. The National Police spokesperson, Peter Kalaya, said they received a complaint that Fragile Kiss and two accomplices had defrauded a man called Dalton Musi of 6.3 million kwacha, which is around $6,000. They also said they managed to recover part of the stolen money and that they were looking for his accomplices. Many people think the government is trying to silence Fragile Kiss because he was due to host demonstrations in Balantri on Thursday the 22nd. However, the hashtag March for Musa demonstrations happened as planned. A lot of people in Balantri marched from Clock Tower to the District Council office to demonstrate against what they call selective justice and the ruling of Musa's case. Musa is a 19-year-old boy who was imprisoned after being found with Indian hemp or marijuana. He had been sentenced to eight years in prison, but the judiciary reduced it to three. The protesters were led by Fredro Kiss, who is currently out on bail. They gave the president 21 days to pardon Musa. They argued that people with similar cases were only fined. In his address to the district council, Fredro Kiss warned that they will continue to fight for Musa's justice until he is released from prison. Some others are afraid that another musician, Patience Namandingo, might also be arrested. In 2017, Namandingo launched a 40-day campaign called, quote, Song for a Penny, end quote, to raise money for the children's cancer ward at Queen Elizabeth Central Hospital, also known as Queen's. A few months later, he reported that well-wishing citizens, banks, and other entities donated a total of 15 million kawacha, which is about $15,000. He said he would hand over the money to Queens that same week. But on Sunday the 18th, the director for Queens, Samson Nodolo, said they did not receive the funds from Namandingo. The spokesperson for the Ministry of Health, Adrian Chekumbe, said the same thing too. When queried, Namandingo went live on Facebook and confirmed that the campaign indeed raised 15 million kwacha, but that 12 million of these funds are still in custody of the pledgers. He said his plan was to procure items for the cancer project, but that the administration at Queens wanted cash instead. So the project came to a standstill. The news has created a lot of confusion because other companies said they handed money over to Namandingo, while he keeps saying that they did not give him money, even though they had promised to do so. 
Many people who attended Wendy Harawa's album launch was still talking about how amazing it was on social media. Some were especially amazed by the performance of American gospel artist Travis Green and local worshiper Paul Kachala. Wendy Harawa launched her album, Wendy Itana, meaning He Has Called Me, on Sunday the 18th. The show had a sold-out audience of 1,800 people, and many have described it as, quote, a night of redemption and revival, end quote. Wendy's event has sparked a lot of social media talks, with many people saying more events should be as jaw-dropping. You can watch the live recording of the show on Facebook by following the link in our show notes. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We've been thinking about ways that we can set up some type of community, not through emails or some other ways to waste time online, but a real community with cool people, influence, and responsibilities. We are not sure how to do it or what it would look like, but if you are listening to this, you are exactly who we want to be in it. Any chance you could talk to us about what would or would not interest you about an endeavor like this? Send us an email at podcast at Pintani Buino.